Good morning and welcome to the very first, the inaugural episode of the Good Morning Guys or GMG podcast. I'm one of your hosts, the Brazilian Mountaineer, Lucas Ham Swisher, and I'm joined by the Photoshop phenom, Tr Patrick Novacell. Good morning. The spontaneous wet kisser, Ronnie Johantis. Hello. And finally, rounding out the fearsome foursome, the music man himself, Mark Boucher. Greetings and salutations. Greetings and salutations to you, Mark. Thanks for joining us on this morning, afternoon, evening, or night as we chat about all things games, sports, video games, even life itself, which some might even consider the greatest and most difficult game of all. Because it's so difficult, you shouldn't go at it alone. So we're going to be right here with you guys, reminding you that with each and every new morning, day, or week, you have a new opportunity to get back into the game, enjoy life, Laugh, cry, and share it with all others around you, just the way God intended. So guys, from week to week, we're going to be sharing about our lives, gathering around the water cooler to talk about, you know, current events, various topics of discussion, sometimes serious, sometimes hilarious, sometimes stories of the past, other times visions of the future, such as when the prophecy of Wally will someday come true. And hopefully, in the hour or so of our time together, we'll inspire one another and do our best in the game of life and laugh a little along the way. So, today, guys, on our first day as, the pod, as a podcast, let's start things out by sharing a little bit about ourselves, such as where we're from, what we do, what games we watch and play, etc., and etc. Then after that, we'll get into our topic. Let's start things out with Patrick. Hello. First off, uh, I don't. What I've never seen Wally. What are you talking about regarding that? Fat guys mean? going around in like big old like uh, floating chairs. What? Everybody's fat. That's, and they can't walk. That's Mark, the prophecy. That, that's your sales pitch for <laughs> Wally, Mark. Come on, man. Yeah, I gotta fat be honest. With you, I didn't know what you were talking about either. I was just gonna go well, with it's it. Not a, I wasn't gonna... It's not a sales pitch, but it's the truth. It's what oh, they, come it's on. what they show in the movie. All right, elevator pitch, real quick, Pat. Wally oh, is about a robot. Okay. Real quick. This is going to be fast. Time me. 20 seconds. It's about a robot on a post-apocalyptic Earth that finds hu the human race on a spaceship far away and discovers that they're just getting fat and wasting away their lives looking at screens and not interacting with each other. And the reason they're there is because they've destroyed the Earth through garbage, through overpopulation, consumerism, etc. The gotcha. end. The prophecy of Wally. Oh, okay. So fat guys in floating chairs. <laughs> I did not say anything about floating chairs, but that's okay. But they are yeah. in the movie. Okay. But anyway, it's a good, it it's a good Pixar movie. You understand now? Yes. I'm glad we, Thank glad you. we I appreciate that. Pixar's pathetic. Uh, so, so, so anyways, um, yeah, um, Patrick here. Um, I was uh, born and raised here in the Queen City of uh, Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I have two older brothers uh, and one younger sister. I do want to give a shout out to my oldest brother, Scott. And he is the one that put together the intro music uh, for this podcast. So I wanted to shout mm -hmm. him out. Yeah, shout out yeah, to him for sure. Um, 
I gave Thank him you, some parameters of what uh, I wanted or what we wanted uh, in, in the intro and the music. Um, and he put it together and sent me uh, a rough draft and uh, immediately fell in love with it. And I, I told him he didn't need to go any further uh, into uh, making anything else. And we, we really, really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed that. And a uh, big shout out to him. Um, well, uh, other things about me, uh, back in high school, I met my, met my wife. Uh, we've been together for um, 17 plus years, been married to her for 10 of those years. Uh, we got uh, two kids, uh, a dog, uh, and a guinea pig. Uh, we just got that guinea pig earlier this year, so I'm, I'm not too fond of, of, of guinea pigs. I don't know about if you've ever, guys have ever had a guinea pig, but they just sit in cages. They have um, really, so really good meat. Oh, go ahead, sir. No, I was just saying they have really good meat. <laughs> oh, wow. oh, really? Right. No. Mm. Uh, not, On not... a future podcast, we hear about punting the guinea pig. <laughs> I agree with that. No, um, so um, I work for an insurance company here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, been there for uh, a little over 11 years. Um, I'm a manager for a team of eight um, I handle uh, payments coming in to pay insurance policies, um, accounting, uh, math is involved. You know, nothing too crazy, um, but uh, but it allows uh, my wife to stay home uh, with the kids, uh, especially during summertime when, when they're <clears> home. So we don't have to worry about a lot of uh, babysitters or anything of that nature since she's able to stay home, which we're really blessed that that uh, that I'm able to work and she's able to stay home. So, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's me, um, in a nutshell. What about games? What do you watch? What do you play? Okay. So, um, me, I am a console gamer. Um, I have a PlayStation four pro and an Xbox one, one X. Um, I, uh, I have no preference to which system that I, uh, that I game on. Um, I don't have a PC. I don't have a gaming (laughs) rig for, uh, uh, I've had a gaming rig since I was I was in high school, and it was tough for me to figure out how to upgrade, what kind of settings, resolution, you know, all all the, all the graphics cards and stuff like that. It just seemed like it was too it was too hard for me to figure out. So I gravitated more toward towards console games because I like the I like the feel of the controller in my hand um, and sitting on the couch rather than sitting in a chair right in front of a monitor play, playing playing mouse and keyboard. So, um, so I don't have a preference, but I'll play pretty much any games. I gravitate more towards, uh, towards sports games and, uh, action adventure games. Um, I've, uh, owned Madden for the last 25 plus years, ever since Madden's come out. It's been my go-to game. Um, I play every Friday night, uh, with my buddies. Um, other than sports games, uh, the action adventure, like, uh, the most recent game that I played is Spider-Man. And that's the newest game yes. that's come out for PlayStation 4. It's exclusive for the PlayStation. So um, I'm really into really into the uh, comic book style uh, media. So any any of the Marvel or DC movies that come out, I'll watch those. Um, any Marvel or DC games that come out, like the Batman, Spider-Man games, um, I will I will play. Um, other other things that I do, other than like anytime I have a, a free moment, free time, I, I usually game. Um, if, if I don't game, then it has something to do with sports. Like, I'll watch the Cincinnati Reds. I'll watch the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, every Sunday or whenever the Bengals play, my dad and I watch it together. 
so it's my dad and mine um our time together to hang out and and uh cheer on our, our local sports teams um so yeah yeah i love nice, i love man. sundays yeah when my dad comes over because that's our time you know the kids aren't around the wives aren't around um it's just us so i really look forward to sundays that's awesome dude how about yeah. you ronnie tell us about yourself all right i feel like i should have went first patrick's like a tough act to follow but um so i also live in the cincinnati ohio area work for an insurance company uh same company as patrick actually we work in uh, different buildings though um my job consists of paying agents compensation it's a pretty boring cube job you know it's it's the standard cube you see on tv sitting all day working um that part is pretty boring um what I spend my off time doing mostly, um, I, for probably the past six months, I work out a lot. Like I have a trainer uh, that I see twice a week now, uh, which is miserable. I always can't believe every time I'm in there that I pay like to be tortured. But um, <laughs> it, it does it does definitely make a difference. And then uh, I also yeah. play in like sa- like five sand volleyball leagues right now, so definitely a bunch of those. That's tearing. Only five. Yeah, <laughs> it's only five exactly. That's kind of tearing me I up think a little. You can make bit. that ten. Yeah, I might. Next session, I'm thinking about, you know, just doubling up, you know, so I won't be crawling at the end of the week. <laughs> um, <laughs> so in my spare time, uh, I'm big into sports, watching sports, playing sports, really just anything outside, go out, you know, play sports. Like, you know, we always play wiffle ball and stuff at family functions, um, really anything like that. Um, I watch pretty much everything, um, every, pretty much everything Cincinnati related, I should say. So the Reds, the Bengals also, um, I'm pretty, I'm kind of a baseball nerd. I watch, you know, probably 80 to a hundred games every year, I would assume. <laughs> uh, so pretty much whenever they're on, wow. I'm home, like I, <laughs> I'm camped in front of the TV watching. So even though they're not doing too good right now, it's still, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still a nerd. So I still watch. Um, I, so you're not a fair weather fan. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm like looking at prospects for next year and stuff. <laughs> um, like, Oh man, they're bringing this guy from triple a. It's awesome. <laughs> Calling up the manager, giving them suggestions. And yeah, stuff. you know, I'm just I'm trying to get info from all the beat reporters and everything. There you go. Uh, but I also watched the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, unfortunately, they're my favorite football team. They did win recently, so I, I can't be too hard on them. Uh, but I pretty much watch them because I like to be miserable and uh, <laughs> I like something to I like something really to rough me up on Sundays and really just you know really get me in a bad mood for the rest of the day. Love that. Wow, you really know how to sell it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I still do root for them. And um, I think as far as games go, I, I play games probably the least out of all of us, I would assume. I, I play maybe like one night a week, maybe every other week. <laughs> um, so not too terribly much. I think what I spend my most of my time doing is, is uh, playing volleyball, working out and stuff like that. And a, something I put a ton of time into, I'm pretty surprised Patrick left out, is fantasy football. So, like, football season goes, like, Sundays, like, I'm just watching every game because I have, like, a player <laughs> in every single game with stakes on it. Um, yeah. So, it, it's just something that, you know, we have a huge league at work that we play in where everybody's really cutthroat. And uh, it's really, just really fun, really. It's it's a nice, it's just a nice escape, you know, from, uh, you know, from everything. But that, that is pretty much it. How about you, Mark? Well, um... I am what they would call a Yankee where I, where I am now. They call me a Yankee. I'm from originally from uh, New Hampshire, the Granite State. Uh, lived there um, pretty much my whole life until I left 
uh, for college uh, at 17, and then I moved uh, to Virginia, um, and I've pretty much never left Virginia. Um, I got my, my bachelor's and master's degree um, from Liberty University, go Flames, and um, I, I met my wife here, my wife Kristen. Uh, we've been married just over a year now, just celebrated our year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. Congrats, man. Yeah, doing better than most celebrity couples. Um, But um, Killing it. Yeah. Got to have them goals. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But uh, I went to school mainly for worship and music studies um, because, you know, I felt the calling into into ministry, um, music ministry specifically. Um, I'm actually in bivocational ministry right now. by day, if you will, I'm I'm basically what's called a service valet at a at a, a car dealership. Um, that's my normal nine to five. Um, but um, I'm a part time worshiping youth pastor at a church uh, not too far from here. Um, so I'm very thankful to be a part of that. And um, you know, music's my thing. It's been my thing since a very very early age. My mom would constantly have the radio on um like 24/7 and uh you know I grew up on all sorts of stuff pop rock all that kind of stuff um and that just sort of fueled my my love of music and uh I eventually you know obviously I I, I sing I play guitar um I write music nice. um that's just that's just my thing and then my other things are like nerd type stuff all things nerd pop culture you know i'm a big comic book fan love batman's my favorite um boo oh boo yourself Um, (laughs) i am mark boucher (laughs) swear to me you you go you go take off with your big blue boy scout um but in any case um you know big comic book fan big um you know, I'm a big Doctor Who fan, and that's actually what my wife and I bonded over was Doctor Who. Um, and um, obviously, big into video games. I've been big into video games since I was since I was a kid. Um, you know, had NES, Sega Genesis, N64, and all down the list. Um, I mainly now I play like action adventure type games. Like like Patrick said, I'm I'm big into Spider Man. Um, that's been so much fun for me, mainly because like I've been into the I've been big into the Arkham games, and Insomniac, you know, they pulled their their inspiration a lot from the Arkham games, uh, and I just love games that have just deep lore like yeah, that, um, like they, sure. they they pull from the from the comic source, um, so that's been enjoyable. And then first person shooters as well. Like, I'm big into games like, uh, you know, Call of Duty, Halo, all that kinds of stuff. Um, but uh, I have a PS4, uh, vanilla PS4, and vanilla Xbox One. Um, I'm not one of the cool kids. Um, but um, You're not yeah, alone, brother. I... You're not alone. <laughs> yeah, only Patrick is cool. But... Oh, yeah, I, was, I have to have the latest and greatest. It's, I, it's, it's my I wish I, I wish I could attain the coolness that Patrick Novosel has, but um, in any case, uh, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. 
Nice. nice. What about you, uh, Mr. Ham? All right. Well, uh, as I maybe alluded to when I, I, I gave my silly nickname, the Brazilian Mountaineer, I'm, uh, I'm from West Virginia. I'm a Mountaineer born and raised, not on the playground, but uh, in the back hills of <laughs> on the streets. West Virginia, West by God, Virginia. Um, but West Virginia. That, oh, don't sing that. I'll start going and you won't, <laughs> you won't stop me. Uh, but I grew up in West Virginia, first 18 years of my life, and um, I loved it for a time. And during that time is when I, uh, I fell in love with uh, games in general. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about games on this podcast and, and talk about sports. And I actually played a lot of sports when I was younger. I played, I, I started out with that good old t-ball and then did the, the coach pitch and then the, the slow pitch, and then the fast pitch and all that, up until probably my freshman or sophomore year of high school. And then I realized that I threw like a girl. And so uh, same. <laughs> I stopped playing baseball. And uh, I did also try to play some basketball, I think, during middle school. And I, I hadn't hit my growth spurt yet. I didn't hit it till like my sophomore year in high school. And by then, it was too late for me to, to develop my, my skills in the basketball area because I was dedicated to other things. Um, but overall, uh, I, I really liked sports mainly for the camaraderie, uh, kind of team sports. I was never big into individual sports like tennis or uh, the ones where it's just, it's all on you. I, I never liked that kind of pressure. I needed, I needed to be able to rely on other people and, and to, to do something that involved the team. So. Uh, yeah. Those were the kind of sports that I tried to play. And, uh, but I found that just, you know, I threw like a girl. And if I was disciplined and if I really loved it, I would have improved my, my arm strength and I would have learned to throw like a man. But it wasn't that important to me and I wasn't that disciplined. And so I discovered the games I did like were the games that were less competitive. Uh, the games where, you know, like video games and those kind of things. And so uh, I'm just in general not a very competitive guy. And so I, I enjoy just more hanging out, talking, you know, you can have competition, but I can't take it seriously. Everything's turns into a joke eventually. And, you know, if any of you guys are competitive or if you know somebody that's super competitive, if you uh, try to joke during a, a serious game, uh, <laughs> things can get even worse and can escalate. So right. I tried to stay away from that kind of stuff. And so I stopped playing sports around high school. And, uh, you know, the only games I really played were video games and I grew up on NES, Super Nintendo, uh, Genesis. I joined in on that whole Super Nintendo, Genesis, console war thing growing up and uh, uh, I never owned a Genesis. I owned a Super Nintendo but I secretly thought Genesis was cooler and so I was playing both fields at the time. Uh, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. That's right. (laughs) And then, uh, (laughs) but as I got older uh, it felt like Genesis and Super Nintendo weren't really growing up with me, and then I discovered PlayStation, and I uh, started playing PlayStation, PlayStation 1. I got into college, PlayStation 2, um, uh, but then my gaming stopped there uh, because I was in college and I didn't want to fail, so I played less video games, uh, but I, I lived and grew up in West Virginia, uh, like I had said earlier, uh, but I eventually realized that I wanted to go other places and see other things, escape the confines of West Virginia. So I, uh, I went to Ohio, went to college in Ohio, 
Mount Vernon Nazarene University, and I studied uh, religious studies, studied to be a pastor. Um, I'm currently a missionary in Brazil. I've been here for the past six years and uh, serving in a variety of cities, and, and now I'm a, I'm a national coordinator of missions uh, in the country, and uh, I'm also a, a pastor part-time. Uh, sometimes I teach English and do a little bit of everything. I'm a volunteer missionary, so uh, I have to be creative in how I, uh, you know, take care of my family and put food on the table and those kind of things, but uh, I love it, and uh, connecting with other cultures, and sometimes I play games with them, sometimes talk about God, read the Bible together. I uh, have to speak a lot of Portuguese, and that is not easy, um, but it's really wow. enjoyable, and uh, it's a great challenge, and it's a, a type of challenge that I think sports and, and games don't always give me because they're fun and they're silly, uh, but with language, it, it's all based on relationship and connecting with people, so... Um, I have to, uh, I have to practice every day, in some way. It's you know, in the times I've returned back to the U.S. and visited family and friends, I'll I'll come back to Brazil after a few weeks, and it's like <laughs> I forgot everything, and I'm like that typical gringo that it's like hola, como estás, me llamo Lucas, you know that kind of stuff, and I need a couple weeks to get reacquainted with the language. It's it doesn't come naturally to me. Um, it's only really by God that I can that I can be here, that I can serve um, in Brazil. Um, but the games that I like to play now are, are mainly on PlayStation. I used to have an Xbox. I used to I do have a Nintendo Wii that I you know play with my kids sometimes. Uh, I am married, by the way. I didn't mention that. I'm married. Have uh, two kids. I've been married for 13 years. I have an eight-year-old Natasha and uh, a son James. And my wife's name's Mindy. I got to mention all their names, I guess, since, you know, I don't want to discriminate. Uh, but we l we've lived here in Brazil for the past six years. And during that time, I've used games as a ministry. And uh, I've used a lot of people play PlayStation out here. Uh, a lot of people play PlayStation. So I've actually used it as a way to connect with other people. And so if I don't know where to start, I say, hey, you want to come over and We'll uh, play some PlayStation, and from there, I build a relationship with them and get to know them, talk to them about God and stuff. So uh, games for me is, is more than just something to do for fun. Um, but that's me in a nutshell. There's a lot more to Thanks. share, but, <laughs> but this why, is just uh, an introduction. Why, did, uh, why do they only or more gravitate towards uh, PlayStation? Do you know? Is it, well, is it easier to find? or I think, I think it started... Um, I think it started because uh, when it comes to uh, play PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2, it was really easy for them to... For they came here first because obviously PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2 came before... I think Xbox... I don't remember the, the calendar of releases, but I want to say pretty much it was easy for them to pirate PlayStation games first. And so that yeah. became a well-known oh. property, and so they pirated everything. I mean, now you can find Xbox pirated games just as easily, but sure. it just, it had been here long enough to where it just stuck and people just stuck with it. Um, yeah, so it's it's really PlayStation heavy here. There are people that have Xboxes, um, but they're not as common. Gotcha. So, but yeah, 
that's, uh, that's all of us. And so, of course, over the next weeks and months, we'll get to know you. We'll get to know not just each other, but we'll get to know hopefully our the people listening, and uh, hopefully they'll get to know us. Um, so how things are probably going to run over the next three weeks, we of course have to tweak things and figure things out as they go. But I think the idea is to kind of share about our lives um, and also to kind of bring a topic to the table of discussion, sometimes serious, sometimes funny, uh, but something that we can kind of, you know, share stories and connect with and hopefully connect with our audiences. And so I think an appropriate topic for us to start with today is why start a podcast? That's a good question. Deep question. Why are we starting a podcast? Why are we starting a podcast? (laughs) Oh, I was told we weren't going to have to answer questions. I was, uh, now now, now I'm in trouble. (laughs) Oops. (laughs) Sorry. Well... Then, Ronnie, why don't you start for us, buddy? Oh, man, why do I you want to start a podcast? <laughs> Welcome to the hot seat. No, I think, uh, I think a podcast is just a different way to connect, um, not only you know, just with you know, the people listening, but us to connect as well. Um, it, it's, it's basically an area where we can come on, you know, we can share what happened in our day. You know, it's just that, that constant connection, I think. Um, and, you know, like you, how many times are you sitting at your desk and you're like, oh, man, that's funny. It's like... I need to share that with somebody. It's like, we'll be able to share stuff in the, on here. Um, but I think just in general, the, the connection with people uh, is the reason why I wanted to do it. Yeah, cool. and, and I, I second that because, um, like Ronnie said, you know, you, you have stuff that happens in your, in your lives. And, yes, you can go to your significant other. You can go to your friends uh, um, and and discuss uh, what happens, but norm- normally it doesn't last very long. You know, you have a conversation about something and it'll last two minutes and then another person is, has to, has to run, has to go do something, has to run errands, has to do whatever that is. But with this kind of format, we're able to, uh, you know, isolate ourselves where we can actually talk to each other about things that are going on in our lives, things that are important, things that are funny, um, and, and, and do that t- together. Um, that's what I, that's what I feel. That's, that's why I wanted to start a podcast. Not, not just, not just to be, I'm not, I'm not looking to be, uh, uh, the number one podcast out there. That's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for more of the relationship, uh, that we can, we can bond, uh, over, uh, things that happens and happen in our lives. I'm looking to be the number six podcast. Yeah. <laughs> number six. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be a big commonality. Um, between probably all of us is is the idea of community um you know i remember whenever i search for podcasts uh it's mainly on like common interests you know what am i into what are people talking about that i care about and how can i connect with these people um you know we all well most of us listen to a to this one podcast and and we're all part of this community uh where basically we became family we just listened to this the same podcast and through it we we grew um in terms of relationships with each other to where you know it's just there's the connectivity there um and that's one big thing for me is like i i don't know it's sort of an internal thing for me to want to be a part of something um and and feel like i'm a part of something and so um i guess that's just the need for community um and so I think, you know, if we can, you know, 
reach our listeners out there and be encouraging to them and connect with them um, and, and again, grow those relationships to where, you know, it's a family um, as much as, as possible. I think that's the biggest reason why we, why we, you know, share life with them, share interests with them, and just, yeah, connect. <laughs> you guys are just on the money. He took the words right out of my mouth, right out of my mouth, you know, because that's what we want to do. We want to connect. We want to share life with people. You know, I'm, I'm kind of in a different, uh, a, a different, not phase of life. I'm in a different aspect of life because I'm in a whole different country. Um, I'm surrounded by people that a lot of them don't speak English. And the life of a missionary, uh, I think of the life for anybody who lives outside of their home country. Maybe for some people that live outside of their hometown, it can get really lonely. And, you know, for me, uh, you know, outside of my family, I don't interact very much with people in English. And even when I do, I feel like I have to pay attention to the words I say and I have to make sure to speak clearly. No offense to my Brazilian brothers and sisters. They are, they are wonderful. And it's amazing, honestly, how many people here in Brazil love to speak English, love to learn English. Uh, they really put us to shame because if, if it were the other way and a Brazilian went to the U.S. and started speaking in Portuguese, say, hey, let's speak Portuguese together, we'd be like, what is wrong with you? speak English, man. Come on. It just wouldn't work. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I give them all the respect, but a lot of times it's just, it's just lonely. You know, something I think is interesting that in our day and age when we have, we're all connected to social media, we're connected to Twitter and Facebook and uh, we're on, you know, uh, most of us are on Discord, you know, Mark brought up the shout out to the Married to the Games podcast, MTTG crew. Uh, we're connected. We're, we're connected in so many ways, and yet it's still just as easy, if not easier, to feel lonely because we can turn that stuff off. And so I feel like we can create another connection for somebody, uh, including us, another connection to, to be challenged, to be inspired. Um, you know, life can sometimes feel like an individual sport, but it was designed to be a team sport. And I don't think, uh, I don't think any of us, you know, as you guys said, we don't want to make or create or build something that is just four guys, four talking heads, you know, saying, oh, look at me, look what I did the other day. I, I uh, put together some furniture from Ikea. We don't have that here, so I can't say that, but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, you know, we want to inspire other people. We want to challenge them. We want to connect with them. You know, eventually we're going to, you know, open things up to where people can ask questions and have conversation, and hopefully we'll open things up to where, you know, we can have guests on the show and have people, you know, share their stories and share the games they like to play, things they like to do. Um, it's just all about making connections and inspiring one another. Yeah, man. Mic drop. Drop that mic. <laughs> so, well, I don't know, guys. That's, uh, that's all there is that I have at the moment. Do you guys have any final thoughts, any, any final inspirational thoughts, any, you know, any other things you want to share, shout out? No, I, I do have something. I have a problem here. Have yes. you ever gotten, uh, have you ever accidentally cut your, your nails too short? Dang. Yes. <laughs> so I, I did, I cut my nails how many today. times I've done that. <laughs> 
and uh, I was try I was I cut my thumbnail too short, and when you press on it, you push your your uh, thumbprint on something, it kind of like stings a little bit. And oh, it's I like was all the nerves. Spider Man last night, <laughs> right? Yeah, all and those like, nerves oh, are just like. Man. <laughs> so I gotta wait a couple of days for this to to grow back, and that's pretty annoying. Give it so to that's him. my pro that's my problem for the day. Uh, that's an inspirational thought. That's going to be a two-day <laughs> meal process at least. You're in trouble. Yeah. If I at could least. impart one, well, some knowledge on someone, on you guys, uh, is to not cut your, your nail short. Just short. spray some spray some Windex on that bad boy. It'll it'll be better Just before you know rub it. Rub some dirt on it. Dirt, <laughs> dirty some, some Windex. Rub-a-tussin. Rub-a-tussin and Windex. Yeah. That's a good combination. I don't know All if right. people know that, but that's the that's the medical term. Are you even right going to be able to go to work? I mean, don't you have to type and everything? Or are you out for the next couple? Ooh, of yeah, days? I gotta, I gotta yeah. call in. I gotta uh, get some short term disability on this. He's sitting there. He's sitting there typing with one hand, holding his thumb out in the air. <laughs> I can't use it. <laughs> it hurts so bad. All right, who else has uh, a confession or? Something they want to get off their chest. This is the time to do it, I think. Um, well, number one, I think, and you guys will probably find out on this podcast, like, even though I was only alive for two years of the 80s, um, I'm a huge 80s music fan. I don't know what it is. I, maybe it's just the fact that it was just always on uh, when my mom had the radio on, but like, I don't know, it's just something about 80s music. It, it just felt like that real, that last decade of, like, just well-thought-out music. I mean, the 90s sort of had it, but it just started to go downhill, in my opinion. But in any case, um, some good music to check out is any kind of 80s music. Like, I'm a big into bands like AHA and and Toto, and The Police, and all those kinds of... So, definitely, if you want to get your morning going, I implore you to put on AHA's Take On Me, because that is some good stuff. Um, and then I would also recommend um, Phil Wickham's new new album that he just put out. Phil Wickham is, for those who don't know, is uh, he's a... Um, Christian artist, he's a worship leader, um, and his newest album is awesome, so I would go check that out, and um, if you guys would, um, be in prayers, thoughts, because um, we have a hurricane heading our way. Oh, that's um, right. Um, thankfully, I mean, I'm far enough inland to where the, the, the hurricane's probably going to you know die down but we're still gonna get a metric crap ton of rain um and that sounds that sounds pretty disgusting yeah yeah <laughs> and especially when we're in an area where flooding has been a really bad problem like we made national news because there's a dam not too far from here um that we had so much rain that it the the dam was in danger of of bursting and oh. it would have put like thousands out of their homes oh um and so naturally and i've heard different reports of like you're gonna get like 10 to 20 inches of rain or something like that um so obviously that threat is a little high now 
Um, so yeah, just be just be thinking of us in uh, in Virginia, praying. Um, hopefully we'll be all right, but it's going to be rough. Definitely. Have you had a uh, uh, flooding uh, in the past uh, re- or recently uh, due to hurricanes or heavy rains, like in your in your area? It it's it's basically um, just the heavy rain has caused a lot of flooding. Not so much in, by my house, just because we're in the city and it's a lot lot flatter. But there are certain parts, you know, um, of the city that are a lot more hilly and are a lot lower. To where they're more susceptible to flooding and of course there's like i said there's a dam right right near us um but um yeah we this is the worst hurricane we haven't had something like this hit this part of the country in about 60 years i said i, I think um wow really 60 so years? yeah we just it's just not typical to get this kind of weather um but it's just been you know the fact that it's the the warm temperatures in the in the ocean, and it's the fact that it's stalling out and gaining such momentum. Um, you know, people on the coast, you know, they're all evacuating and stuff. Um, my city has a state of emergency right now, but we're farther inland, um, so that just tells you how how powerful this thing is potentially going to be. Um, so. I mean, I think we'll be fine, but it, like I said, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a rough one. <laughs> we'll be praying, wow, man. Is there, is there, for sure. Is, yeah, definitely. Is there is there any indication of it slowing down? I know that it's a. Uh, and and when is it going to to hit if it does not slow down? Uh, it's looking like right now. I think it's a Category Four uh, hurricane, um, and I don't think it's touched um, the coast yet. I don't think it'll do that until probably thursday um but uh it's not gonna get to us to where i am in virginia um until probably like friday and by then um it will have it will have slowed down significantly but we're still gonna be dealing with some pretty heavy rain and and winds um so there's a possibility of us losing power and and and, and the ground is already saturated here. Um, so, and then we're going to get a bunch of rain. So, yeah, it's just not a good situation. <laughs> so but, do you guys need to make uh, take any uh, like precautions uh, or preparations for this coming in? Um, like, um, the, like for you you individually? Uh, um, or are you guys okay with uh, not, not needing to do any of that? Um, we'll probably need to maybe get some stuff just in case the power goes out. Um, but we're not in any sort of like mandatory evacuation area. Um, we're, we're, we're at state of emergency level, which, you know, is just a heightened awareness, but we're not like, you know, you need to get out now kind of thing. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the pretty much the Western portion of the state of Virginia, um, and it's, it's more the East by the coast that's going to get really hit like Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, that's going to get the worst of it. Um, cause it's going to be at like, I want to say it's like 225 miles per hour kind of thing when it hits, when it hits the land. Um, wow. but, uh, last reading I saw is supposed to be like 30 miles an hour by the time it gets to us, but, uh, we're still going to get dumped on with rain so 
Wow. Yeah, that does sound bad. Um, so, uh, Lucas, are you, are you, you're coming into the, to the States soon, right? Are you going to be into like, when, when is that? And what are, are you going to be, um, coming through when some hurricanes, cause I know some hurricanes are, are, are like forming behind this one. So I don't know if that affected you at all or not. Um, usually anytime hurricanes hit, you know, the East coast and they make their way up to West Virginia, the worst it ever is, is like a thunder heavy rainstorm so uh between that and ohio it doesn't really affect uh us i'll be flying into ohio and in terms of brazil we actually don't get anything um we don't get hurricanes we don't get earthquakes uh there's been an occasional tornado but they're nowhere near like you know tornadoes you see in twister or you see in kansas or the tornado belt or all that stuff uh, in the U.S., right. so in terms of bad weather, when we have a thunderstorm or get some hail, that's as bad as it gets. The temperatures generally are around uh, between 50 and 80 all year round, more or less. So, a little different than the U.S., and I definitely will never complain about that those kind of weather conditions. Gotcha, gotcha. So when you're when you come back to the states for whenever you, uh, does that affect your 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 plane? Like, do you do you guys go around it? I mean, because I'm could, assuming you would. But uh, it's going to be about. Let's see. I'm going to be flying up here in about two and a half weeks. So, um, I guess I've never flown up during this time. So I'm going to have to wait and see what happens. Um, I suppose if it goes. Uh, if a hurricane comes from really far south and then goes up Florida or the uh, near the, the Gulf Stream, that kind of stuff, then maybe uh, it would affect me. But if it stays on the eastern coast, that won't really affect my flight because um, we're a little more. All right. I'll be flying more inland, I think. So. Gotcha. So when's the last time you came to like the States during the winter? So like if you come back to Ohio during the winter at any point in like the last wow uh yeah it was december and january of 2015 slash 16 so like two and a half years ago gotcha um it's like landing in antarctica (laughs) no actually (laughs) funny that year it wasn't it was actually uh a mild winter up until like a week after we left i think we were in the u.s from december 2000 15 until mid-January 2016 and I think that year uh, most of the U.S. had like a late winter and it hung on till like April. It was a pretty bad winter. At least it was in West Virginia and Ohio and yeah. I think other parts uh, of that area. And so uh, no, I was spared from, from, we had a little bit of snow and it was enough snow for my kids to get to see and you know get to see it feel it make some snow angels that kind oh, of oh that stuff. was their that was their first time uh for my son it was the first time uh, cool. for my daughter she had played in the snow before but she, when we moved to brazil she was like two years old so oh gotcha uh, she gotcha. had she had experienced snow but you know she was like one or two years old so she didn't remember very much but for my son it was the first time and uh it was really cool uh they had a lot of fun until my daughter threw snow into my son's eyes and uh he's a big baby like i was when i was that age so it went from this is fun to oh you're trying to kill me with snow 
So <laughs> it was uh, it was a magical experience, and I caught a lot of it on. Uh, I got a lot of pictures of of that interaction and everything they did. So it was really That's cool. But sweet. but I don't really like the cold. I don't like snow. I don't like winter. I don't. I definitely don't like driving in the snow and ice. And so the weather here in Brazil no, is one of the perks. Uh, I love it, and uh, I don't have to worry about snow. I tell you the what though that sometimes I encounter like really steep hills. Um, you know, on just random streets where they they made a, a street go really with a really you know steep up upgrade or downgrade downhill whatever, and uh, I just think, man, if there was some snow on this or if it got below freezing, there was ice, they would people would die. It would, and and it's it's you know that's never going to happen or at least it hasn't to this point. But it's I still think about it. I still have nightmares about driving in the snow. So, yeah, was that the last time that you've been, you've been back to the States? Was that 2016? No. Or have you been back since? Well, uh, that was the last time I came with all my family. The last time I was actually in the States was August of 2016. So a little over two years ago, um, I, I came back to the U S by myself because my grandmother had passed away. And so I was, I was, I wanted to be with family and, and that kind of stuff. So. I traveled on my own then. I'll be traveling on my own again this time when I go to the States here at the end of September because um, I'm going in part for business as a, the, a missionary. I'll be visiting churches and, and, uh, and, and kind of trying to raise support and get the countries of Brazil and the U.S. Uh, more connected so I can you know lead more mission trips and and kind of bring awareness to the churches in the U.S. and in Brazil, because you know the 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 perspective on the U.S. in Brazil is quite different than reality. They think everybody in the U.S. has, you know, we're rolling in the money, and uh, there's all we're <laughs> half of us are in <laughs> movies, and uh, half of us are famous. The other half are, you know, talking about people that are famous. I don't know. It's like. It's totally crazy the perspective that Brazilians have on the U.S. It's all Hollywood and films and uh, that kind of stuff. So I got I got to get them connected. Yeah, I guess not everyone can have. No, definitely not. So one of my goals is yeah. to get get the Brazilians connected with Americans to discover that they're not that much different and that they have the same difficulties, they have the same challenges, um, but because they're from a different culture, they approach it in a different way, and I think the cultures can learn from each other. And that's that's what yeah. I hope to accomplish is giving opportunity for for God to work in people's lives, uh, of course, through the Holy Spirit, through his word, but also through culture and through people kind of showing their different perspectives and that kind of stuff. So, yeah, nice. and I hope. So when, yeah. So when you're and I hope when I visit, I might get to see one or two of you uh, while I'm there in Ohio. That's my hope. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh, make it a mission. Oh, buddy. So uh, when you come back and you're going to different churches, are you like speaking in front of the congregation at those at those churches, or is it some sort of workshop, or how does that work? Yeah, there's a so the ministry that I'm coordinating is called Work and Witness, and they have four different conferences all across the U.S. They have them in different regions, and this one's going to be in Gahanna, Ohio, and so I'm going to be uh, going to this conference. I kind of have a little table set up for Brazil, and I'll be sharing about 
the projects and the things going on in Brazil, how people can be connected uh, with the people, connected with missions, kind of give them some context of what Brazil's like because there are still people who think uh, Brazilians speak Spanish. So we got to educate uh, some people on, <laughs> you know, different aspects of the country I serve in. Um, but also I you will be learn them. What's that? I said you got to learn them. Got to learn them. <laughs> and uh, but I will also be speaking in some churches and and just having meetings with uh, different leaders, people that I'll be able to keep in contact with even after I leave the U.S. and come back to Brazil. Nice. So that's cool. That's pretty cool. How did you yeah. get into doing something like that? Oh, that's a, I thought, I don't know if we have enough time on this podcast to share <laughs> that whole story, but <laughs> in a nutshell, uh, my father-in-law wanted to start a, a business here in Brazil and he invited us to, to come with him. And my wife and I had always felt a desire to be missionaries. We'd always felt a call like from God and, and, and just a desire in our hearts to, to serve him, uh, as missionaries. And so we thought, hey, maybe this is an opportunity. So we kind of tried to hit two birds with one stone and, and helping them start the business and also becoming missionaries in Brazil. We, we came. Uh, the missionary, f- the, no, the business failed, but we discovered that, uh, that we had some things that we could accomplish as missionaries here in Brazil. So from there, uh, we lived in another city. And uh, then we eventually moved to another city as, and became English teachers and while at the same time being missionaries in the country, kind of being bivocational, like Mark talked about earlier, where we were teachers by day and pastors by night. And uh, yeah. then, f- Dual then from there, we just kind of discovered Superheroes. how we could connect with the people, connect with the culture, and uh, serve them in a way that you know, would, uh, would encourage them and also challenge them. So, How about you, Ronnie? We haven't heard from you in a while. Do you have any confessions? <laughs> anything you want to share? You're still awake over there, right? I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if I'm ready to confess just yet uh, to anything. This is, or if you just <clears throat> want to share, get something off your chest. If maybe you cut your toenails and you cut them too deep. Yeah, I, I, will say, I will say one thing. This is going back to Patrick as well. And it's like it's lucky that you didn't do that to like one of your toenails because that is like ten times worse. And you have to literally <laughs> walk yeah. on that every single time. That's pretty rough. Yeah, and then you get the, the, the ingrown because you did it too short or too long or whatever it is and do it to the side. Ah, oh, that's the worst. So and then and then when it starts bleeding, you know you screwed up. Yeah. It's too it's too late, you know the morning is gonna be rough. <laughs> you try to put a band aid on it and that's not working. But uh Lucas, I I do not have anything to uh to confess or declare at this time. I will save it. Fair enough. Sounds like a plan. Okay. Well, I think we'll uh, wrap that up today, our very first inaugural, the first inaugural podcast of GMG. Good morning, guys. Uh, just to let you guys know, you can download the show. You can rate us on any podcast service you prefer, such as iTunes or Stitcher or are there any others? I'm not up to date on such things. I only do <laughs> iTunes. Yeah, I use iTunes as well. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I have an iPhone. I use iTunes. Yeah, it's mainly iTunes or Stitcher. Fair enough. iTunes or Stitcher, if there's another uh, podcast service around the world, let us know. Uh, also, I think you can connect with us as a podcast on Twitter, at the GMG Podcast. And also, you can connect with us as individuals in a variety of ways. For me, 
You can find me on Twitter at, at MTTG Brazil Team and on Facebook, Lucas Ham Swisher. How about you guys? Pat? Uh, yeah, you can find me on, on Twitter um, at Nova Beyond. And then um, I am also on Facebook, Patrick Novacell. Nice. How about you, Ronnie? Um, you can find me on Twitter as well. I am just at Ronnie Johannes. That's R-O-N-N-I-E-J-O-H-A-N-T-G-E-S. Um, and you can also look me up on Facebook. Nice. Mark, how about yourself? You can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm at Musique. That's M-U-S-I-Q-U-E. It's French for music. Musique 829. And uh, you can find me uh, on Facebook at you know, I'm Mark Boucher. That's Boucher, B-O-U-C-H-E-R. Not not Boucher, not brochure. No, it's Boucher. <laughs> A little bit of anger coming out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I just figured I'd clear the hostility. air with that. Sir, you need to you calm know, just... down. We're <laughs> <laughs> end this on a good note here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just trying to help the people out there. You know, let's just get it out of the way so you know what it is. You know, we're done. Yeah, so. yeah, we got we, we got a we got a butcher and a, a jo, Johantis, uh in a, in our in our midst. That's right. Johantis. So Johantis. Right. <laughs> it is, it is a non-soft J. Not a mouthful <laughs> at all. All right. Well, with that, uh, I'm Lucas. And that was Pat, Ronnie, and Mark joining me. Uh, Go get your good morning, guys and gals, and we will see you next week on our second inaugural episode of Good Morning, Guys. Ciao. See ya. Later. Bye. One, two, three, four.